special edition college football podcast. Uh, back here again with the normals, Gage and Brady. What's up, boys? And then we're here with our special guests, uh, Ryan Barlow and Charlie Halstead. Say what's up. What's up? What's up? Um, what's up? We had to bring had to bring some special guests on for a special edition. So, um, so today we're going to be talking about news around the college football. Uh, then we're going to talk about transfer portal news and our opinions on it and the top 10 prospects from this year going into the draft, and then top five quarterbacks into the draft, and then our New Year's Bulls picks, including the college football playoff. So I, I'm going to start it off with a question, all right? I want to hear all your guys' opinion on this. Who is the best player in the college football playoffs all around? Any position, who is the best player? Bryce Young, oh. Alabama. I think he's just such an all-star playmaker. He's going to control the game, especially against the Cincinnati defense. He hasn't really seen any uh, star-studded quarterback. Okay, I agree. I can see that. Yeah, I I think it's Bryce Young. Yeah, I mean, it's probably he's a stud. he won the Heisman, and I'm not just basing it off that, but he's just the best player. He's a stud. I mean, his only real competition is, I guess, C.J. Stroud. He's not even in the college football playoff, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, good voice, though. Good voice. <laughs> um, so, news around college football. What really broke what was like the biggest thing was Texas A and M having to getting basically kicked out of the Gator Bowl because mm-hmm. of Rona. And then from that came new COVID rules for the college football playoff, where if a team gets COVID, they will have to forfeit and the other team would win. So, uh, Charlie, you want to voice your – I know you got some news on uh, the Michigan State star running back. Um, I wish he was playing, but (laughs) – Don't we all? Hey, hey, at least Kenny Pickett opted out too, so it's basically even. Yeah. Um, uh, Ryan, you got any news? No, I mean, I think that, uh, they can push back the title game a week before they call a forfeit. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. which definitely could be very interesting to see how that plays out. No. Gage, you got anything? Not really. All right. Um, I got Brady, you got anything? I mean, it's just that the Rutgers are replacing Texas A&M. That's about it. Okay. Um, I just got one thing and like the recruiting part of college football was the biggest thing was Travis Hunter flipping from Florida State to Jackson State. Um, that was a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. A player like that going to an FCS school, like number one player in the country. But I mean, you can't blame him. You're going to play for Deion Sanders, who is probably one of the best corners to ever play. So pretty crazy. Um. We're going to hop it into the transfer portal. Um, Gage, let's hear who your transfer portal, like, big names are. Uh, well, kind of the ones that have already gone are Quinn Ewers, Eli Ricks, and Spencer Rattler. Those were my yep. top three that have already gone. Okay. But then going back to the Travis Hunter thing, did you guys see the rumor that there was, like, a big NIL deal? Yeah, that he got paid a million and a half to go there, and Deion Sanders blew it up. Mm-hmm. I thought I just thought that was very interesting. Yeah, it's a big rumor going around. But um, anybody else got any like transfer portal news before we get into the big part of the transfer portal? 
Uh, yeah, the one interesting oh. one I saw was uh, Keaton Slovis transferring from USC. They're starting quarterback the last few years, mm-hmm. last three years. Him transferring out of USC with Lincoln Riley coming in. I thought that was an interesting take. For Where'd he end up going? Leave. I actually don't really know. Uh, he hasn't committed anywhere yet. He's just said oh. that he's he's transferring. Wait, no, I think I saw. I think oh, he went to Pitt. That happened yesterday. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh taking over for Kenny Pickett if he wins the job. Um, Charlie Brady, you guys got anything? I was thinking, um, Adrian Martinez from uh, what was it, Nebraska? Mm. Transferring. Oh, the running back? No, I think he's a QB. Oh, okay. Well, wasn't there a running back that transferred to Michigan State? Uh, oh, yeah, that was from Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin, okay. Mm, oh, that guy's a beast. Jonathan Taylor, mini, mini Jonathan Taylor, right, Gage? Dude, that guy, hey, I don't know why I saw something. Dude, that guy can squat, like, an insane amount. I don't remember what it was, but <laughs> it's, it's insane. He's fucking thunder thighs of the, t- of the league. <laughs> All right, so now we're gonna we're gonna talk about our opinions on the transfer portal, and we're just gonna ask each individual person, and we're gonna hear their opinion. So, we're gonna start with Brady. Brady, what is your overall opinion on the transfer portal? It's definitely been uh, definitely been used for teams' advantages so far since this season's like the regular season's been over. I mean, we've seen big names transfer, and it's mm-hmm. it's. Definitely is going to affect teams in a way. I saw one minor one we didn't talk about was Bo Nix, so uh, Oregon. Yep. That that's honestly that's kind of. I didn't Oregon like just recruit someone like is that going to? They have like two or three young quarterbacks. Yeah. Like where do they sit now? Are they going to transfer? Like I don't know. The transfer portal can mess some teams up and it can really help them in a way. And. One thing I've got on the transfer portal was Clemson. Like, they don't allow transfer portal transfers to come in. Dabble Sweeney mm-hmm. thinks it messes with, like, the team chemistry and all that, which I yeah. agree with. Yep. So, uh, Ryan, what's your opinion on the transfer portal? To be honest, I'm not a big fan of it. I think it's really kind of ruining college football, especially with a one-time transfer uh, with no penalty. I think you're really seeing a lot of guys just move around just to try to get big money and not even mm-hmm. about playing mm-hmm. for a good program anymore. And guys just are it's basically becoming free agency for college football. And yep. Yep. there's really no loyalty to a school or anything, and I think it's really hurting everybody. Mm-hmm. Following on the loyalty point, there's like even with coaches now, there's no loyalty. Yeah. Like – even even Gage will say, because he's a Notre Dame fan with Brian Kelly, mm-hmm. they had a chance to make the playoffs, and he just left. Yeah. He didn't even bother to wait and see, because if one of those teams would have lost, Notre Dame would have been the first team in. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie, what are your opinions on the transfer portal? You like it? You don't like it? Um. Well, before this season, I was thinking I didn't really like it, but then um, the whole – Kenneth Walker situation, since I'm a pretty biased MSU fan, <laughs> that that uh, gets me to like it a little bit more. Yeah, I, I can I could see what you're saying there, just because mm-hmm. how dominant that dude was, which is insane. But, yeah, but like Ryan said, I don't like how it's like it's like similar to like turning into free agency. Mm-hmm. All right, Gage, what are your opinions? My thoughts on it is just like 
it can almost like ruin a recruit. Because say you're like a five star recruit committed to, I don't know LSU, but then they get say they got Quinn Ears, who's yep. a five star quarterback. Obviously, he's probably going to get more playing time than you are just because he has more experience. And then that what kind of ruins your recruit. I don't know. That's just my thing. That's just the it's the game you play. My opinions on it are like kind of piggybacking on what Gage said. If you bring in a recruit and you're bringing in a five star recruit at the same time, you're basically just it's gonna like it's gonna be a chain reaction. Um, like the team, like if you get a five star quarterback in the transfer portal, but you're getting one in the recruiting process. And the five-star quarterback in the recruiting process is just going to transfer out, and it's just going to continue. Yeah. It's just a nonstop loop of just kid uh, teams transferring. I mean, players transferring in and out, which I don't personally like that. But um, and as as we're talking here, we just got news: Hawaii is dropping out of the bowl of the Hawaii Bowl due to COVID. Mm. As we're talking, so um. That's pretty big news. Anybody else got any filing touches on the transfer portal? What you guys think? I'm good. Yeah, I just think it, it'll really be interesting to see the long-term effects. I think money chasing is becoming a lot more important, and that'll be interesting to see how that favors some big market teams uh, who have a lot of money, like the Alabamas and uh, similar SEC schools. You could really start to see them taking advantage there. Alright. Over over the smaller schools. Yes, over the smaller ones who may not invest as much money or have as much of a following for their football programs. Alright. Um, I'm gonna ask you guys another question here. Um actually we'll we'll answer that question when we come back from our first break now that I think of it. So we'll be right back. Um, we're going to hop right into another question on our opinions on stuff. And we're going to be talking about the NIL deals to name image and likeness. Uh, who wants to go first? I won't pick somebody who wants to voice their opinion first. I'll go. Okay. I think it's absolutely <laughs> stupid. I don't think college athletes should get paid to be honest with you. I agree. Or just in any way. <laughs> They definitely can affect their outcome in the future, and they get paid now. I guess they'll like never really learn, and then they'll only chase money. <laughs> so that's what I think. Um, I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna say something. Uh, it was Nick Saban said something last before this season. Was how do you think some guys are gonna look at each of their teammates? Like, oh, there's one guy sitting next to you that's making seven figures, and then there's the guy two seats down from you that's making a hundred bucks a week. Like, how is that going to change a team? Like the, the chemistry, the everything. So that's my opinion. I I don't, I don't like it. I don't think college athletes should be getting paid like that. So. Yeah. I see that. There's Uh, no point in it. mm -hmm. Like I get why they want to be paid, but like, if you're a college football team, you shouldn't want your – or a college in general, you shouldn't want your athletes to be paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I see it as the one positive of it being being able to raise for, like, charities and 
different uh, organizations that like you look at, uh, for example, I'm a big UK basketball fan. A lot of the UK basketball players have really used the advantage of having the NIL deals to raise money for their own nonprofits, starting those nonprofits and charities early on in their careers, uh, similar to what they would do in the pros. So I think that's the kind of one advantage you get of it, but very good points brought up too of how does that fracture a locker room um, between players, but also between sports, because you know that like a tennis or a swim team is not going to be getting the NIL deals that basketball college football or college basketball yeah. team is going to be getting. So how does that disparity kind of come in between the, like within the athletic departments of these schools? Mm-hmm. too? Good point. Uh, Charlie, you got anything? Um, I don't really like the idea of it. I don't think college players should be getting paid for their sports. Yeah. I'm, I think we all kind of agree that there's there's the good things from it, but there's also really bad things. Mm, I'd definitely say more cons than pros, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a funny thing that I like is – there's a corner on the Alabama football team, Kool-Aid McKinstry, who has a NIL deal with Kool-Aid. I just I find that very funny. Every time I see him, I watch him play, I just mention that. So um we're gonna be hopping into our top ten draft prospects hopping in uh coming into this year's twenty twenty two NFL draft. Um uh who wants to you know what, Ryan, I want to hear your number one. Who's your number one prospect? I got to go Thibodeau. I just, I think he's too much of a, a physical specimen to pass up as a, as an edge rush. That's, that's who my number one is. I also have daddy cave on. <laughs> Me too. But yeah, it's, it's cave on Thibodeau. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's nothing really you can much, you can say about the guy. He's just, a, he's just a freaking beast. So, mm-hmm. um, Gage, Do you guys think, do you what? guys think Hutch? Because is everyone's number two, Aiden Hutchinson? Yeah, I, yeah, mine is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's what I got. Do you think Hutchinson has a chance at moving up to number one? I think so. I think if the Lions get the first pick back, he definitely does. I, I, I think it's a lot closer of a gap between the two than people think. Mm-hmm. I definitely think the college football playoffs can either have a very positive or negative impact. If he plays well, he may get the jump right over, and if he doesn't play well or they lose first game, that may bump him down a little bit. I don't think he moves down from number two. No, I don't think down from two. I just think he stays at two if he doesn't play well. It's either a – it's a win-win situation because if – or not even a win-win, but like – if he does well, he could move up to one. But if he doesn't do the greatest, he's still going to be the number two overall pick. Yeah. There's still a win-win. You're maybe losing out on a little bit of money, but. Yeah. Um, but you technically go to a better team. True. Um, Gage, who is your, no, what, what, Charlie, who is your number three prospect? Um, Brady, who's your number three prospect? Charlie got disconnected. Um, no, I want to. I want to give the floor to Gage on this one. I I did the uh, the last topic we had, so let's give it to Gage. Okay. All right. My number three, Andy's favorite favorite player, Derek Stingley <laughs> yep. Jr. Abused him. Yes, Madden. sir. 
the Stinger. Derek Stingley. Dude's a stud. <laughs> I mean, he, he's fine. He's, he's, by, he's by far the best corner in the draft. Yeah, I think it's sure. not even close. Mm-hmm. No I've doubt. actually he's got been... something different there at number three. Ooh. I, I, All right, let's hear it. I like Evan Neal there. I yeah. think he's just too much of a dominant guy. He just you don't get around him. You, you don't. Um, uh, yeah. Just watching that Alabama offensive line, he is just the the anchor point of that line, and I really like him as a number three. Yeah. Well, I also mm-hmm. think this third pick kind of depends on what team gets it. Giants, Giants, please, if you are listening, any <laughs> chance we have, get Evan Neal. Holy crap! Imagine Saquon running behind that. It's 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 beautiful. I'm like I'm having a great dream just thinking of watching those two on the same team. Please. You ha- you're going to have two top ten picks. Get alignment. Get two linemen. God. Um, they could also no. go for uh, that t- Tyler Linderbaum. Yeah. Honestly, either one I'm happy with. And if we magically get into the top two and get one of the edge rushers, I will forever never talk shit about the Giants ever again. <laughs> if we trade up. If we trade up, but if we still have Dave Gettleman, he's going to sit back and he's going to draft a quarterback like Matt Corral at number four. But... <laughs> Besides so no, I I really think the number three prospect depends on what team has the pick. Yeah. It's mm. that's the hard thing, like when the when the season's not over yet. That's obviously this isn't a mock draft. This is just our prospects. So um it's hard to tell because like when teams are still trying to um when there's teams like the Jags and the Texans and the Lions and the Jets and the Giants battling out for these top picks, it's kind of hard. Well, that so. brings – hearing you mention the Lions brings it up. Like, So if the Lions somehow fall and have the third pick, mm-hmm. do they take – do they waste it on Evan Neal? Or not waste it, but do they take Evan Neal even though they just took Panay Sewell last year and already have a good old line? I, I honestly think, I think if they, they take... fall to number three, they trade out. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't yeah. think they'll stay there at three. And a team and a team like the Giants, maybe, just to trade up to try and get the old linemen. I've seen mock drafts where the Giants trade up and give up like the other top ten pick. Like Let's say they have five. They give up five and like a day two pick. Like Yeah. Or even a day three, but whatever. Yeah. But I definitely. It's just stuff you have to think about. Yeah. Because, like we mentioned yesterday on the NFL podcast, the Jet, the Jags need that number one pick, like, badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they need to take Thibodeau. Or if Agent Hutchinson has five sacks and two games in the college football playoff, they take Hutchinson. But, um,. My number four is Evan Neal. So that is yeah, awesome. my number four. So. Yeah. Another stud. Charlie, Charlie, who's your number four prospect? Um, Tyler Linder, whatever his name is. Linderbaum. <laughs> Linderbaum. Yep. All right. Yep. Dude, that dude is also a beast, just like Evan Neal. So he's a beast. he is just he's he's one or two, he's two spots down for me. But it's some of these some of these. These placements could go anyway. Yeah. So, and I don't know if you guys saw, but going back to the whole NIL th- or yeah NIL thing, uh, he just raised I think it was thirty thousand dollars for I think it's the Children's Hospital that is right behind a 
Iowa mm. Stadium. I just oh. thought that was cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, who hasn't had one? Uh, Brady, who is your number five? Number five, Notre Dame's very own Kyle Hamilton. That's yes. exactly who I have. Yes. This kid is a beast. He's definitely the best safety in this class, without a doubt. Oh, by far. Oh, not by even close. Far. I don't even think anyone like is 50% of the way there. I definitely think no, he's I don't even think, blowing out. Is there another safety in the first round? I don't even think so. I honestly have no idea. No, there isn't. There isn't. Uh, yeah, but I think, he, dude, that kid's he's just a stud. I mean, there's nothing else to say about him. There's no way. There's no other way. And he was it. having a really good year before he got hurt, too. Yep. Yeah. Ryan and Charlie, do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. Yep, I've got, I've got Hamilton there. At 6'4", as a safety, you just can't touch that. And how fast so, that dude he's is. He's so good in the passing lanes, dude, and he has great man coverage. Like His, his awareness – his awareness and be able to pick up plays and yeah. even his run support. His awareness. And he, I, I think he can get from sideline to sideline quick. Yeah. yeah. He's a stud, dude. Uh, Charlie, who is your number six prospect? My number six is uh, – this might be kind of a surprise, but I have Garrett Wilson. Ooh. He's a little low. He's a little lower down for me. Yeah. Just uh, a little bit. Yeah, the – I mean, don't get me wrong. Olave and Wilson are both studs, and will both yeah. definitely go in the first round. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I think they'll both go in the lottery. Yeah, yeah. I I think, yeah, I agree with that, Gage. Yeah, honestly, that could, yeah. Uh, Ryan, who's your number six? Since I this might be a little controversial, who we all agree with here. I've got Ojabo there, the edge rusher from Michigan, David Ojabo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is where I've got uh, Linderbaum. So I got Linderbaum. That's the, that's, that's where I had Linderbaum. Yeah, and then I have uh, Ojabo at number seven. So yeah, that's seven. where I have Ojabo. Yep. At seven. Okay, and then Ryan and Charlie, who do you guys have at number seven? My bold one here is I've got Kenny Pickett. Ooh. Okay. I think one of those late uh, single digit teams like the uh, the Panthers or even the Falcons. Steelers. Steelers trade oh, up. Steelers, and, yeah. Who, keep him uh, in pitch. Keep him at high school. Uh, want a quarterback that they can potentially develop, and I think he's the most pro-ready of the quarterbacks in this draft. Question, Ryan. Do you think he is the number one quarterback, or do you think he's just the most ready right now? I would have to say I think he's also the number one, but I definitely think he's the most pro-ready of a pretty, pretty weak quarterback class, yeah. I think, overall. Yeah. It's nothing going to be compared to last year, dude. That that quarterback class was sick. I'm just I'm asking you, Ryan, because you know, college quarterback to college quarterback. So, mm-hmm. um, Charlie, who's your number seven? So at seven, I've got Matt Corral. All right, so another quarterback. Mm-hmm. So do you kind of do you kind of counter argue with Ryan on everything he said about Kenny Pickett, or just do you think Matt Corral's just better? I think they're really close, but I think. In my opinion, Matt Crow is a little bit better. All right. Um, to kind of piggyback on that. I think Matt Corral may be better, but I Ryan, like Ryan said, he's the most Kenny Pickett's the most NFL ready. Yeah. I think Matt Corral, he's just not uh, refined enough. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of the issues he struggled with was accuracy and decision making. Mm-hmm. He does have the stronger arm and the more physical traits, but just I don't like think Zach Wilson this year. 
Exactly. I don't think the decision making or the accuracy is there. I see like a early on Josh Allen where mm-hmm. he's got a, a very powerful arm but struggles with finding where to go or putting it on the money. And it would take a good development team to really refine those talents. That's a really good way to put that. See, that's just like these the in the draft, a quarterback's coaches can make or break their career. Mm-hmm. Because for God, for God's sakes, I hope Trevor Lawrence gets a good head coach. The dude needs it. He had Urban Meyer, who, for God's sake, is out partying at Mars with teenagers. Sorry, he belongs on the college campus, bro. There's a bunch of young women there. He can go there. To be honest, I just don't think the Jaguars are ever going to get the coach that Trevor Lawrence needs. Yeah, he was one of mine looking at last year's draft that I thought he was. He was going to struggle being the number one pick because of where he was going. And, and the Jags also have no <laughs> surrounding talent at all. I'd like to Sorry, point out like you I like the Jags' previous coaches. They've got nobody who's developed anybody. Mm-hmm. So I really think he's going to struggle, and he either ends up as a bust or he gets traded out after his rookie contract or he leaves Ooh. and goes somewhere. Okay. I Honestly, it's kind of hard to, like – Honestly, I could see a team – I could see, like, a coach like Brian Dable, the Bills' offensive coordinator, just because, like, he's groomed Josh Allen. But I don't know. It's hard. I All think right, the, we're getting I off. Th- wait, I think the Jags should – I think they should look at the Saints special teams coordinator. Dennis Allen. I was yes. hyping him up yesterday. Dude, he, he – that man, he knows how to coach a game. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're getting a little off topic from college football, but, you know, it was good. Um. <laughs> Ryan, who's your number eight? No, Gage. Gage, who's your number eight prospect? At eight, I have my man out of Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett. I agree. I need him to – I want him so bad. I want the Steelers (laughs) so bad to trade up for him. (laughs) Not even funny. Uh, Brady, you have Kenny Pickett? I have Kenny Pickett's. Ryan, who's your – Ryan and Charlie, who are your number eight? I got Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. Ooh. Okay. I like that. I like that pick. Dude's a stud. Mm-hmm. What dude on Georgia isn't a stud, honestly, but yeah. uh Charlie, who do you got at number eight? <laughs> I have Kenny Pickett as well. Okay. Charlie's got two top two quarterbacks. Um yep. I've got I've got a surprise here. George Car Carlofitz. I honestly don't even know how to say his name. Ed Rush. Carlofitz. Carlofitz. Oh, I have. I think I have him at nine. The dude is a literal beast. Like, it's unbelievable. Out of out of Purdue, man. Dude is dude is dude is a scary man. At six four two seventy five. Holy crap! Mm. He's my number nine. He's he's the guy that he's like he's. He's a little like underdog, like for lack of better words, because of Kayvon Thibodeau and uh, Aiden Hutchinson both being edge rushers. But he, he he's he's good. He is good. Well, and even Ojabe. Yeah, and Ojabe. I didn't even think about him. Mm-hmm. And Ojabe. Like all of them, all of them are just kind of hiding in. They're covering up his 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 talent. I mean, don't get me wrong. Purdue, who's really watching Purdue football games anyway, but 
No shade, no shade, no shade, no shade for you, but just, just being honest. Um, Charlie? No, Brady. Brady hasn't said one in a while. Brady, who's your number nine? Oh, I already said my number nine while you're doing it. I have George as well. So can I oh, do okay. ten? I'll wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. wait I'll wait, but I want to do ten. Uh, uh, who, Gage, who's your number nine? I also had George Karloftis. Okay. And Charlie, number nine? I got another receiver. I got Chris Olave. All right. Uh, Big fan. Yeah, he's my – Olave's my number ten, so – Ryan, who's your number nine? We got Trevor Penning, 6'7", 320-pound offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. Whoa. Whoa. Mammoth <laughs> offensive tackle. He's that is a literal – that is a big semi-truck. Wait, did he say Zion Williamson? <laughs> Dude should be playing basketball. He's your number, he's your number two offensive tackle? I he is. I would have thought the one at NC State, the Ikem Akwono or whatever the heck his name is. Akwono, Akwono, yeah, Akwono yeah, or something. Yeah, I, I, he's my number two O tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just favor the size. I think you can you can teach skill, but you can't teach size and athleticism. To be able to move a frame that huge, you just can't teach that. That that is perfectly said, and. Honestly, not watching O Lyman's like tape or film, it's kind of hard to pick them. But I'm gonna trust you on this one, Ryan. So, um, my number nine is Kenny Pickett. Got him a little lower. I just, I there, there's good quarterbacks, but they're not great. I personally to help my buddy Gage out. I hope the Steelers get him, just because he will start right away. He'll be with a good coach and uh, Mike Tomlin. He'll have decent weapons. I mean, he'll have good weapons, actually, now that I think about it. Najee Harris, Pat. What's what's his last name, Gage? Pat. Come on, Pat Fry. Fryermuth. So, um, and then who else? Deontay Johnson and all them guys. But that's who my number nine is. Uh, Brady, you wanted to do number 10? I have Chris Olave. Okay. I figure Wilson at 10. Okay. I was really decided. I was decided between one. Chris and Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. And Ryan and Charles. I've got Karloftis. Okay. I've got Andrew Booth. Who? That cornerback from Clemson. Oh. Okay. Mm. Charlie's coming in here with uh, picks out of left field. <laughs> he's got the he's got the surprises, man. <laughs> He's got the surprise. Not complaining. Picks. No, no, I'm not By complaining. Any means. <laughs> Do I hear a hot take? Wait, 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 wait. Hot take. Charlie, Charlie, is this a hot take? Is this a hot take? Hot take. Okay, he said it. Said it. <laughs> Charlie, I want you to, I want you to double up on this hot take. Will he be taken in the first round? Yes. <laughs> there it is. Um, as a great way to end, uh. That from undrafted the top ten. <laughs> ah, there's no way that dude will go undrafted. He'll be he'll be. He hasn't heard of Andrew Booth. I've, now that you talk, now that you talk about him, I, I remember watching him in the Georgia game at the beginning of the season. Uh, we're gonna hop into our second break here, the episode, and we'll be coming back and ranking our quarterbacks. So.
Uh, welcome back uh, to our fourth segment of this episode. We're going to be hopping into our top five quarterbacks in this draft class. And to list them out, it is going to be Sam Howell, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, and Kenny Pickett. And we're all going to be ranking those. But we're going to go opposite from our draft prospects, all right? We're going to be going five to one. And so we're each going to pick. We're each going to get one of the numbers, and we're either going to agree with everybody else or not agree. All right, we're going to start with one of the newbies, Charlie Halstead. Who is your number five quarterback? Oh, boy. The worst one in there? Yep. Um, That's how it works. I think I'm going to say Desmond Ritter. Whoa. 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 Uh, That's kind of low. Uh, okay. Let's hear him out. Let's hear him out. Yeah, Charlie, you got you got reasoning got? for that, or no? I don't have much reasoning. I'm just I haven't paid attention <laughs> he just, to him. He just picked the coolest name been, and he threw him in there. <laughs> he's, been, he's been throwing what is it, Andrew Booth, too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, let him, let him talk. Let him, let him let him let him explain. Um, I don't know. I haven't watched Cincinnati football much this year, but I don't know. I just don't think. I don't know. I don't, okay. I don't think he's that great. That's good reasoning. I, honestly, I'm not going to lie. He's honestly a little overrated in my opinion. Yeah. About everything, everybody, like, I know Ryan and me both agree on this, is Cincinnati has played Notre Dame. And what other team have they played? Oh, my God, Coastal Carolina. Dude, don't sleep, bro. They had the greatest schedule in football. Well, yeah, he did, but... I don't. I he's not. He's. I don't think he's a early first round talent. Pretty at all. sure Cincinnati's no. Their cheeks clap. I only think there's only. I think there's only two guys that could be considered as early first round. Yeah. Yeah, and probably the two so, on top of all of our lists. Yeah. Right. And who do you have at number five? I've got Malik Willis there. I think Ooh. just playing at Liberty. Uh, not yeah. sure that that he has the uh, competition. I don't. I also really don't think. Fair comparison. Yeah, I don't also think he showed his full potential because Liberty doesn't have like a lot. Of, he doesn't have a lot of threats around him to throw to. Mm-hmm. So maybe some people could have sold the bag for my boy, Malik. <laughs> I also have him at five. I also have him at five. All right, I got a, I got a hot take here. Ring oh, the brother. Sam Howell. Sam Howell is my number five. The oh. dude was so overhyped at the beginning of the season, and he has played, like, hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Him, even though Spencer Rattler's not in this draft, but him and Spencer Rattler have been the biggest flops of this fo- of this college football season at quarterback. Yep. So I don't know that I agree there, though. I think okay. he's really – I mean, a North Carolina team, that team as a whole had a lot of, uh, a lot of hype coming into this season, and I really think he got no help. Little brother oh, dispute yeah. going on here. Yeah, I, I want to hear his reasoning, and then I'm gonna kind of argue with him. <laughs> I mean, I just look at his his stats for the year. I mean, he got almost 2,900 yards, 23 touchdowns, only nine interceptions. For, I mean, he was really their only like star player for North Carolina, and he kept them in so many games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think goal. that. Well, he didn't live up to the standard they kind of had set for him for the year. I definitely don't think he he fell below like a Desmond Ritter or Malik Willis. Well, and you also have to look at it like the competition. Has he played better competition than Malik Willis? Yeah, he played at least four or five ranked teams through the year. But the way I'm ranking him here, though, is I'm ranking him just I'm I'm ranking him on his his pure talent. 
I I think he is the le- he's he's talented, obviously, but I think he's the least talented out of these five. I just he's a short. He, he reminds me of Baker Mayfield. I don't know why. He nah, just that's me. hot take. No, no. <laughs> he's short. I mean, he's kind of mobile. He can throw the ball well. He's just kind of. I I, I personally think it, when he, in the NFL he's just going to be a game manager at best. Oh, I'm going to be able to run play action. I'm going to be able to hand the ball off. I mean, I hate dogging on this kid. Like, he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I just think that Malik Willis is my number four. I'll I'll take number four. Mm -hmm. But I just think Malik Willis has – he's better at some skills than he is than Sam Howell. Maybe competition and stats don't line up, but I just think he's better at some some parts of the game. So. I have Sam Howell at number four. All right. Ryan, do you have who do you have at number four? I've got Desmond Ritter at four. All right, we'll we'll come we'll come back to you, and then Charlie and Brady, who do you have at number four? Uh, I got Desmond Ritter at number four. All right, uh, I got Sam Howell at number four. All right, so we're gonna start with the two the two Desmond Ritter guys. Uh, you guys can kind of help each other out here. Why do you guys have him placed at four? I think I personally, I think it's just because Sam Howell's been a better quarterback. He's kind of making something out of nothing, and Desmond Ritter kind of has some threats around him that he's using. I guess All you right. could say. Ryan, you want to help him out? Yeah, I just say it from a standpoint of looking at who's more pro ready and who's gonna fit better in the pros. Um, you see the guys like Sam Howell that can the play action and, and throw, maybe not even the most talented, but the Taylor Heineke's, uh, guys like that, that they make a living on those dink and dunk play action passes that mm-hmm. I'm just not sure. Desmond Ritter's game I, is more flashy and it's a lot more relies on big plays. And you just don't see that often succeed in the pros. Yeah, I mean, Cardinals had to change it from that. So, um, and then our two, uh, two Sam Howell guys, Charlie and Gage. You guys go ahead and attack this. I knew the same thing that we said for Sam Howell, or you said for Howell five. Actually, okay. he he game is a little more like I I like his game. I like Desmond Ritter's game a little better than I like Sam Howell's. All right, and Charlie agree with him. Yeah, I agree with him on that. Okay. Um, Charlie, you can who's your number three then? My number three, um, Malik Willis. Okay. Do you just do you just solely do you just think he's more talented than the other two? Yeah, I feel like he's got more uh like talents. Better skills. Yep. Okay. Um, and then Ryan, who do you have at number three? I've got Sam Howell there, just for the reasoning I said with him over uh, Desmond Ritter, just more pro-ready, more fitting in the pros. Okay. And then I have uh, Desmond Ritter at number three. Brady, who do you have number three? I got Sam Howell at number three. All right. So we all kind of uh, agree on – We all kind of just flip-flops. Yeah. I don't think a single one of us had the same I think those bottom threes are definitely interchangeable. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. For sure. Um, so it's down to Brady and Gage. Brady, who is your number two quarterback? Matt Corral. All right, we're going to go down the line, then we're going to talk about it. So then, uh, Gage, who's your number two? Matt Corral also. 
Uh, Charlie, who's your number two? Kenny Pickett. Okay, Ryan, who's your number two? Matt Corral. And my number two is Matt Corral as well. So, Charlie, I'll let you talk about Kenny Pickett real quick. Why, why oh. do you think he's number two? <laughs> All right, so. I'm putting you on the I spot think, here. I think he's got a little bit less of, uh, how do I say it? Um, Potential. Is, no, like his conference isn't as hard as. Yeah. Okay. And Matt Corral. I mean, they're really close, but Matt Corral's got a stronger arm and plays in the uh, SEC, obviously. I honestly, I also think that these top two are very inter- they're not uh-huh. they're not fully interchangeable, but they're like three quarters interchangeable. If that makes any sense, they're close enough to discuss it, but I think most people agree. Kenny Pickett's mm-hmm. number one. Yep. Um. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of steal some of uh, my uh, brother Ryan's idea. Uh, what's Matt Corral struggles with like a young Josh Allen. I'm using his his comparison with accuracy and decision-making. That's why he's my number two, the sole reason. I got nothing else. <laughs> uh, Ryan, do you, do you, you're just going to follow up on the same things. I kind of stole it from you. Yeah, no, I'm going to say that same thing, that I think he's uh... – a physical specimen for sure with that that arm strength and ability to get the ball downfield, but I just don't see him with the decision making to be a a starter early on, um, or with that accuracy part. He's really going to have to refine that quite a bit. My my hope for Matt Corral is he goes to a team like the Falcons and can sit behind Matt Ryan for a year. Yeah. Or the, and honestly, I think it's a possibility with like where the Falcons are right now in standings. Yeah, like not they might be a top ten pick, but I don't think they will be. I don't think they will be. I think they'll be low teens. Yeah, so and I think that crowd will end up going. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good possibility on that. Brady, Brady, engage. You guys got anything for Matt Corral? Guys, pretty much hit the nail on the head. Yeah, yeah, you guys pretty, pretty much um, covered it all. I'm gonna say something before we talk about our number ones. Um, I think there's gonna be a team in this draft that end up trading up and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Taking a quarterback earlier than some other people think he should be. It's a pretty like, big take word. A chance on it. Take a chance on him. Yeah, take a chance on him. And I mean, I don't want to say overpay because that's kind of like trading, uh, like vocabulary. But they're gonna like they're gonna they're gonna they're take, they're gonna take a reach and try and get this quarterback just so they don't lose him. Like a team like the Panthers, yeah. the Steelers, the Falcons. I think those three teams are the biggest teams that need a quarterback, and the uh, and the Broncos. Those those four. So, I just want to put that out there. Um. And then our number ones are all Kenny Pickett besides Charlie. So, Charlie, do you agree with all of our Matt Corral stuff we said? Yeah. Okay. And then I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Gage, the Pittsburgh fan, take over on Kenny Pickett. I want to hear it. So I think kind of going off what Ryan said earlier, Kenny Pickett's just like more pro ready. Might not have as much potential, but he's like he's gonna be a starter early if you get him on the right team. And then going on to what I want to happen is I want Pittsburgh to do what they did with when they traded up to get Devin Bush. Traded up, I think they took Devin Bush at number 10. 
Yeah. And I just think they need to trade up, get him, have him in the system, work with Najee, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pat Fryermuth, and Juju. Mike Tomlin. You'll get Juju. Juju. Back. Juju's coming back. Yeah. I think just work with them all off season, groom him into the offense, and I think we're gonna be good to go. If you guys get him, he's gonna be the day one starter, no doubt. Oh, a hundred percent. Mason Rudolph isn't be. starting over him. Helmethead ain't starting over him. Um, <laughs> Mason Rudolph isn't starting over him. Dwayne Haskins isn't starting oh, over God. him. Don't even don't even get Ryan, don't even get Ryan started on Dwayne Haskins. Right, Ryan? Should not even be in the NFL. Ridiculous. <laughs> My thing with Dwayne Haskins is I don't think – like, I think I said this in one of our early, early episodes of the podcast. I don't think the signing was bad because they only signed him for, like, I think it was, like, $750,000. It was one year, like, minimum. Yeah, and it was a one-year deal. So I And it was kind of one of those deals where it's like, if he does anything cool. for us, if he doesn't – If he doesn't, who cares? Yeah. Um. All right, I think I think we hit everything. Uh, you guys got any final, final, final? God, what am I trying to say? Final statements. I got something. Okay. All right, so this might be a little bit of a hot take once again. Whoa! whoa I heard whoa, it. Whoa. I heard it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Hey, so have you guys heard of this Western Kentucky quarterback? Oh. Oh. I think he's a sleeper for sure. I. He, I. Ooh. Okay, Charlie. So he had he had like 400 or something yards in the, his bowl game and six touchdowns. And then as I was watching that, I see that he broke the record for uh, passing yards in the yeah, season and touchdowns in the season. Yep. Yep. From Burrow. I saw that. I, I actually uh, – I'm glad you brought that up, Charlie. I'm very, I'm very happy you brought that the up. The next Andrew Boo. <laughs> yeah, and I saw him in person. I saw him play MSU like – I know we don't have just a slight flex right there. And <laughs> I, I know we don't have good DBs, but he tore our defense up and he had like 500 yards or something. Jesus, and our defense. Is he, he got thir- 31 points on us somehow. I I I think, well, I think he's he just named how you threw the ball. Well, yeah. He's 100% a I I I honestly don't think he's a round 1 quarterback, but he's 100% a round 2 at yeah. least round 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, Gage, Brady, you guys got anything? No, nope. I, I really just wish Kenny Pickett didn't wear two gloves. <laughs> Kenny, two, only... Kenny, Kenny, two gloves. You don't like the two gloves? I hate the two gloves. One glove, I'm fine with. Two gloves. Gage, when you can win an ACC championship, then uh, then you can give him shit about wearing two gloves. <laughs> Oh, or I can sit on my couch and watch him play in Pittsburgh one day and give him shit about wearing two gloves. All right, let's go on to the next segment. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what a note, right, so We're hopping into our final segment, and it's our picks for, like, the main bowl games. Like, for God's sakes, there's so many bowl games that if we made picks for them, it would take a whole episode. So... <laughs> Um, we're doing. I'm going to list them off real quick. We're doing Penn State versus Arkansas, Iowa versus Kentucky, Ole Miss versus Baylor, Sugar Bowl, Ohio State versus Utah, the Rose Bowl, Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State, the Fiesta Bowl, MSU versus Pittsburgh, the Peach Bowl, 
And then the college football playoffs, Bama and Cincy, which is the Cotton Bowl, and Michigan and Georgia, the Orange Bowl. And then we'll do whoever our winners of those two semifinal games is and who we think our national champion is. So, um, oh, man, out of breath after saying all that. Um, so, Penn State, obviously the worst the worst bowl game on here, Penn State versus Arkansas. Um, who do you guys got winning this game? I'd take a scrappy Arkansas team to get the win. All right. Anybody else got to say? I think I think Arkansas. I agree with Ryan. I can agree. With, yeah, I agree with that. I'm taking. Mm-hmm. I'm supporting my state of Pittsburgh and I'm or state of Pennsylvania, and I'm taking Penn State. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I personally don't think that's a hot take, but dude, okay, Brady. It, okay, just not ranked bowl game. It's a W. Give him, give him the, give him the buzzer. It's it's not ranked versus. I think Arkansas is ranked like twenty second. Yeah, I know. Go but ahead. Still, go ahead. Just give him the buzzer. All right, me and Ryan's team, Iowa versus Kentucky. I I'm saying it right now. Kentucky's winning. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, agree. not even any favoritism I, here. Kentucky gets the win. They're yeah, more Kentucky's well-rounded offense, much more powerful. Iowa. Iowa should not show their face after the Big Ten championship. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Kentucky. And you can finish, w. right? Finish what you're saying? Iowa just slow and boring. They're, they're going to beat you with fundamentals, but I don't think Kentucky makes enough mistakes to lose this game. All right. Very well said Iowa. once again. Iowa. Wow. I mean, he just likes to hate on people's favorite teams. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even saying Gage, I mean, uh, Everybody else got Kentucky, right, besides besides Gage? Yep. Yep. Gage, did you see how bad they played the Big Ten Championship game? Are you oh, sure you want to change your pick? Don't care. Staying with Iowa. That made me want to throw up. <laughs> Charlie's like, Charlie, Charlie I'm going to ask you a question real quick. And Brady, both, and Ryan, all Michigan State fans. <laughs> Do you think the the Big Ten is due for a re realignment of divisions? Absolutely, yeah. it's ridiculous. I agree, 100%. Michigan, Michigan State and Ohio State, State are all, are all on the same. Time. Yeah, that's the West has no Stupid. competition. Wisconsin and Iowa and Minnesota, who are like <laughs> a high school team compared to the three Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State. Yeah, it's a joke. There's no reason those they should just make it. Uh, rename it you don't even have to make it east and west just rename it something else and divvy up the talent there a little bit Uh um all right we're gonna move on to the sugar bowl um the ohio state sorry not ohio state my bad my bad the ole miss rebels versus the baylor bears who's gonna take in a surprise i got baylor here okay I think Baylor's defense gets it done better than all Ole Miss does. Um, I'm going to take the opposite of you guys here. Um, I'm going to talk about the Big Big 12 championship game. That has got to be one of the ugliest football games I've ever watched in my life. (laughs) So many turnovers, just everything, and, man, it was just – honestly, the fourth quarter was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I think Ole Miss and Matt – is Matt Corral playing? Anybody know? I'm pretty sure he's not. That's oh, what I heard. Oh, shit. Ole Miss released uh, – oh, that's not it. Okay. But uh, Taiwan uh, Malone Jr. I thought he was. Back. I'm going to look it up now. 
Yeah, uh, if Matt Corral's not playing, forget everything I just yeah. said. I'm picking Baylor if Matt yeah. Corral's playing. <laughs> I just think Baylor with wins over like Iowa State and Oklahoma. Corral and won't well skip that, bowl game. Won't? Won't skip bowl game. Oh. All right. Ole Miss. Surprising. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna too. take Ole Miss. Yeah. Feel like, oh, dude, I feel like I'm Baylor's sure. defense has been staying true with Baylor. Matt Corral has thrown four all year this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with the Rebels. All right, Charlie, who are you picking? Um, for the Sugar Bowl, I got Ole Miss. All right, if Matt Corral's playing, which he is. We got one. Oh wait, no, we got. We have not had a single bowl game where we have picked the same team. Just want to put that out there. All, all of us have picked the same team. We'll get there. Uh, Rose Bowl, (laughs) Ohio State, Utah. The Utes, that one. You baby, give me the really the two Utes. What? Yep. (laughs) Look at Ohio State lost to Oregon. And who did Oregon get absolutely crushed by twice this season? Utah, 38-7, 38-10. Absolutely crushed them both times. You know what? I hate Ohio State with a steaming passion. I'm going to pick the Utes, however you say it, Utah. Do we know if Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are playing? I'm going to look that up real quick. I think I just did, but I don't think it's that they really. Charlie, uh, who are you picking here? You know, I just don't see Ohio State losing. Even as a Michigan State fan, you still got to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I I hate Ohio State with a burning passion. So. And I don't like them. I don't like them, but I think they're gonna win. I heard Gage go. I I heard Gage have like a mental breakdown when we said Utah. So. <laughs> um, and Utah absolutely clapped the Oregon cheeks twice in a row. So that's your favorite uh, saying of all time. Yeah, that's for sure. Utah <laughs> is definitely weird. going to clap Ohio State cheeks. Um, the Fiesta Bowl, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. I've got the Fighting Irish and their new head coach. I forgot his first Marcus name. Marcus gotcha. Freeman. Marcus, Marcus Freeman Marcus era. Freeman. I think they started off with a win. They're just yep. too motivated for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They want to shove it in Brian Kelly's face. I uh, wish Kyle Hamilton stayed in play. But... Yeah. No. He should have, but I mean, I don't, I don't blame him. I still him. think Notre play. Dame's going to win. I don't. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Charlie, who do you got? Hot take. I got Oklahoma State. Is that a hot oh. take? Whoa. <laughs> Oh my God! We still. Dude, we could have had a sweep, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> if Brian Kelly was here, I think oh, still don't won. even talk about Brian Kelly. That wait, 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 wait. What'd you say, Charlie? You think they st- Oklahoma State still would have won? Yeah. Uh, you... All right, Charlie. Uh, you got any? There was, they were like they were inches away from making the playoffs. Much. Yeah. I. Right. I'm gonna. I picked Notre Dame, but I also have an argument for Oklahoma State because we all, everybody always says, like, who did Cincinnati play? Why are they in the playoffs? They're undefeated. They only beat Notre Dame. No offense to Notre Dame, but who did they beat? <laughs> Just like every year. I'm not trying to throw them under the bus. Like, I'm not, like, trying to be a jerk or anything, but honestly, I, I, I honestly don't know who they beat. I really want to get Notre Dame in a conference. 
They need to. I yeah. The they they, they want to make the playoffs at all. They have the to only the reason why they made the playoffs last year, even though they lost the ACC championship game, was because they were in the ACC. Mm-hmm. You were in the ACC like, with Trevor Lawrence, and you lost. And they're like, "Oh, you're still a good team. You lost Trevor Lawrence. Like, we're still going to put you in the playoffs." But Ryan, this is a question for you. Does doesn't does Notre Dame make more money being independent than they do if they were in a conference? Um, I'm not really sure. I wouldn't think that that they would just besides being able to like schedule their own games. But mm. uh, at, it's not like any of the teams they're playing are super big market market yeah. teams anymore. I mean, Stanford's not what they used to be. North Carolina hey, is not what they used but to be. You, but USC this year, that's going to be one hell of a game. That USC, will be a good one. USC, yeah. Notre Dame with yeah. Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. Well, and they play Clemson and Ohio State. Oh crap! They do this year. All right, so they've got they've got a, they've got a tougher schedule this. They year. got a chance to prove they themselves play, this year. They play Ohio State to start the year. They play. Oh, that's, that's opening. Right. Day. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that's week that, one. Yeah. And the, there's some game where it's like coaching. I want to say there's like it's like one of the teams that got a new coach plays like the team at the is it is it USC maybe I don't think so but maybe I'm not, maybe maybe I don't know what I'm talking about I probably don't know what I'm talking about I think it may be the Oregon uh, Miami oh okay with uh, Cristobal yeah Manny Cristobal okay oh speaking speaking of Miami. Uh, uh, what's his name? Manny Diaz took the Penn State defense coordinator job. I meant to put that in the news, just because I mean he was a trash head coach, but he's a good defensive mind. So, uh, besides the point. All right, our two teams basically who run our who we who who everybody in this podcast likes the Peach Bowl, Michigan State Pitt. Mm. But let me put it out there: both of the star players for either team, Kenny Pickett. And Kenneth Walker are both not playing. I definitely Michigan feel like State still yeah. gets the win. Yeah, I yeah. definitely yeah. feel like quarterbacks like a big loss, dude. <laughs> Much because yeah. you still have uh, you've still got Michigan State's quarterback playing, uh-huh. and you still got Jaden Reed out on the edge, who was a just absolute Peace. playmaker in the Big Ten, and yeah. so I think that connection you have and with you got that, and, you got that chi- Reed, and you got that chicken farmer, a linebacker. Oh, oh my gosh, oh, that guy, Cal Halliday. He is yeah, a club he's, on his hand. He's a menace. Like he does not care about anything. He's throwing his all of his body weight at you every freaking play. He's got the he's flow, freshman dude. too. He's a freshman. He's a freshman. All right, Gage. All right, Gage. As a pit fan, no. it's at my seal. Yeah, we swept one. Throwing a pair. It's yeah. it's at my seal. Hey, everybody, give claps for Gage. He, yeah. he, he deserves it. What a Here's demon! What a demon! Besides, besides Kenny Pickett, who did Pitt really have that stood out? Nobody. <laughs> exactly. He was the entire team. He was Pitt. He was Pitt. <laughs> he was the Pitt. Kenny Pitt. <laughs> Kenny Pitt. <laughs> Kenny Pitt. Hey, Pitt. boys, don't sleep on Israel Abinika. Who? <laughs> He's one of the greatest running backs in college football. Who? <laughs> I I have no idea. <laughs> um, all right, so we finally swept one. We're all Michigan State. Um, now we're hopping it. We're hopping into the big games. Those are those are the baby games. These are the big games. Uh, if you pick if you pick the the little team here, I'm kicking you off the podcast. Yeah, I agree. This is Bama, Cincy, Bama, Bama, Bama. 
Alabama. Alabama with a ex- exclamation point. Yes. Are we taking? Oh boy. Going to win by <laughs> plus. By how much? Twenty plus. 20 Cincinnati plus. doesn't touchdowns? make the spread. I, I honestly is the spread. Three touchdowns. <laughs> Are we taking three touchdowns? Gonna be close. Is that? I spread? have them by two touchdowns. Alabama by two touchdowns on a field goal. Seventeen points. Yes, seventeen points. I. Emma struggled against like Auburn and teams like that, but their game against Georgia, that has got to be one of the best college football teams I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Emma plays to the occasion. Like, like last year's Alabama team was good with Mac Jones and how many freaking studs they had, but this year they've got studs too. Like, you're missing the best one, Najee Harris. Oh yeah. Will Anderson will single-handedly shut down the Cincinnati offense. Well, isn't isn't one of isn't Mechie not playing? Didn't he like tears ACL or something like that? Yes, he one of their receivers did, but he was out for most of the Georgia game too, and it, oh, it still didn't okay. make any difference. Okay. Um, personally, this is this is going to be one of the best college football games I'm ever going to watch. Yeah, this is going to be if, if they if they both play to their potential. Michigan and Georgia. I'm I'm gonna start right. us off here. Yeah. I think this just all comes down to who gets the run game going. Who who wins the trenches, in my words. Uh-huh. Who wins the O line D line battle on both sides of the ball? Flip and you wanna flop. be honest? And you wanna be seven honest? And a half. If we're talking about the trenches, O line D line, I trust I trust Michigan. The Wolverine, they have they? two they? of the best. Two of the top three edge rushers in the class. Mm-hmm. They've got they've got two good running backs. They've got really good O linemen. They pushed the pile. They pushed D linemen. They pushed linebackers. They got safeties in that Ohio State game. And people wonder why that they're I forget forgetting their running back's name had five touchdowns. But you know what I question? Their game against Michigan State. Yeah. Michigan State did not have any standout defensive lineman who's going to be going high first round and they bottled up that run game like no other and they mm-hmm. ran all over all over Michigan's defensive line and Michigan State was by no means a power hungry offensive line I I'm, think if Georgia gets it going I think they run away with it I think it gets Georgia? ugly quickly true yeah Are I you think taking Georgia by two touchdowns <laughs> I say Georgia by ten. Yeah, I and was. That's what I was gonna say. Charlie, who do you got? I got Georgia by right. few. Right, Brady, you got Georgia. I had Georgia by ten. Yeah, I feel like their O line is gonna. I'm taking Michigan. I'm taking Michigan. I don't twenty-eight. I don't like them, but I think their most recent games, Ohio State and Iowa. They 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 were winning. They were playing. They were playing fundamental. They were not making mistakes. They were executing, and they were just winning. They were they were winning everything. Yeah, Michigan's been playing really good football. And Georgia, taking, on the other hand, we can Michigan thirty-one twenty-eight. We can make the same argument for Georgia the other way around against Alabama. They just got outworked on on defense when they were both sides of the ball. But I think most of what. Alabama beat Georgia with was passing. Yes, it was Bryce Young making plays over the top, and Cade McNamara is not going to beat you 
the way Bryce Young would. Yep. It's just not going to happen. He's not going to make plays and extend the pocket and make throws downfield. Yeah, I think that's definitely one spot of Michigan's week. They don't really have a standout quarterback. I mean, I wouldn't say McNamara is a standout quarterback. No, he's a game manager. Yeah. That's that's the one that's that's the one that's I mean, I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, I it's going to be a really freaking good game. But I've got Michigan. I'm picking Michigan and I'm sticking with it. All right, now we got um, a national championship. All right, so for me and Gage, it's Bama, Michigan, and for everybody else, it's Bama, Georgia. But who? I don't, I ha- I, I don't think it matters. I don't think it man- <laughs> matters. It I doesn't matter. Sure I've Bama. got Bama. I've got Bama. Bryce, Bryce, I have yeah. Top. Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and Nick yeah. Saban. Nick Saban goes out and gets another title. Back to back. Yeah. I'm just. Everybody got Bama. Yep. Uh, uh, so, someone elaborate why they think it's Bama. I want to. Um, I just think better. they've shown that they can be that whole round, uh, the whole big picture. They can. I have a good way to play on offense. Bama is the best team in college football. Yep, simple. <laughs> nice and simple. All right, there are picks, so I'm gonna run through them real quick. Uh. In our Arkansas-Penn State game, the four of us besides Gage all have Arkansas and Gage has Penn State. And then Gage, once again, is the only one picking Iowa in the Iowa-Kentucky game. And then the Ole Miss, Ole Miss-Baylor, Ryan and Gage both have Baylor. And then me, Brady, and Charlie have Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. And then in the Rose Bowl, me and Brady have Utah. And then the other three of them have Ohio State. Four of us have Notre Dame. I have and, Utah also. Yeah, oh Ryan yeah, sorry. Has, Ryan, Ryan has Utah. Utah. That's right. Sorry. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then and the and the Fiesta Bowl, the four of us have Notre Dame and Charlie Holstead is the land the standing lonesome with Oklahoma State. And then we finally get a sweep in the Peach Bowl. Michigan State You're beats it. And then in the college football playoff, we have Bama beating Cincinnati by a lot. <laughs> And when we have Michigan and Georgia in an absolute dogfight, and watch then Desmond dog Rady fight just come out, and come out, throw like three hundred plus yards. Yeah. And then, in the national championship, no matter who wins the Michigan uh, Georgia game, we all got Bama winning the ship. Dude, I feel like Desmond Raiders gonna get picked off like no other. <laughs> I, I Alabama's gonna, gonna actually have lock gonna get manhandled. He's, he's gonna have opinion. he's gonna have no, two I'm to saying, three just, picks at least. Like, he's gonna imagine have just. Comes out and throws for like 300 yeah. yards. <laughs> pulls, a, pulls a gauge quarterback move, throws 900 yards. <laughs> you know, um, I just had a little hit at the mountain time. I just had a 1200 yard game with Trey Lance. Oh <laughs> you guys got <laughs> any final, final touches? Final, final statements? Uh, no, I think we covered it. Yep. Charlie? Uh, yep, okay. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gage Brady, you guys got anything? I'm good. I hope LSU fucking loses. Why? Because of Brian, Brian Kelly. Kelly. He doesn't like Brian Kelly. Okay. I don't um, like that he snake Notre Dame. That's all. No, did um, you see the thing? He's trying to fake a southern accent. I, yeah, I saw that, bro. That's so stupid. <laughs> that was funny. Oh um, my God. Welcome to uh, Louisiana. We're just gonna. 
I'm going to go through what we went through at the end of the last NFL, the podcast yesterday. Um, be a lookout for Christmas morning, our Christmas special podcast. Um, and I got really nothing else to say. We'll be touching on all the other stuff we talked about the last time, like the the gaming content and stuff like that and the Christmas one. So, as always, thanks for listening. And you guys will be, for a fact, we'll be hearing from Charlie and Ryan again in future podcasts. So, Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Stick on the ice. Merry Christmas to to all our fans. Hi, this is Brady from All Sports Focus Podcast. I would just like to come on and wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a very happy holiday from me and all the guys here at All Sports Focus. And I hope you have a great rest of the year. Uh, make sure you tune into the Christmas special tomorrow at 10 a.m. Christmas Day. That is 10 a.m. Christmas Day. Just find a time. Doesn't even have to be tomorrow. It can be any other day. Just listen to it. It's going to be a nice, chill podcast. And uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of the year and uh, many more to come. And happy holidays. And always keep your stick on the ice. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock.